that um, it's so good. The Word of God actually, every time you open it, it has the potential to change your life. And maybe not change your life in the way where, oh my goodness, I'm never going to be the same again, sometimes. But maybe you'll receive a revelation and you'll realize that you're wrong about something. Or God can speak straight into your personal circumstance in a moment. And so tonight, as the word is shared, can I encourage you to um, receive it in a way where it could tonight change your life. Maybe I don't know how you open your Bible, whether you just open it and start reading. But I know that when I start reading my Bible, I actually invite God to breathe on it because... Anybody done like you open the Bible like, what did I just read? That is not how we read the words of God. The words of God are meant to be approached with God involved. So I just want to pray and invite Holy Spirit into this moment. Holy Spirit. This is your word. This is not Bethany's words. These are not, um, we don't want to like make anything up or do it just for fun. But God, we want to hear from you tonight. We're ready for the new. We're ready for you. We open our hearts. We open our minds. And if you want something new tonight, say amen. That's good. Um, Some of us, who here likes new things, like new seasons, yeah, yeah. Let's see a raise of hands, okay? If you're too shy to talk, let's see hands. You like new things? Who like likes to hide from new things? Like, no, not new. Yeah? Thank you, Ben, if you're asking. <laughs> um, and some of you just didn't respond to either of those. Um, Christmas is a celebration of new. It's a, it's a celebration that something new came to earth. Something very cool about Christmas is what follows after it. Everybody says Merry Christmas and uh, very good. So not only do we celebrate that the newborn king came, but Christmas means that we celebrate that, do you know that there's 25 days left of the year? So maybe you're like, Bethany, no, it's too too soon to be talking about the new year. Well, actually, we're 25 days away from the new year. So Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. That's right, because the new is on the horizon, and I'm so excited about this new season. Um, Do you know God is so into new things, okay? There is zero judgment if you like to hide from new things, but God, you you kind of have to get over it because God is into new things. I'm going to give you a bit of a scripture montage here. Sing, this is all from scripture, okay? Sing to the Lord a new song. That's from the Psalms. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant, Jeremiah. Now it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you, Ephesians. He put a new song in my mouth, some. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. 2 Peter, rid yourselves of all offenses you have committed and get a new heart and a new spirit. Ezekiel, for his compassions never fail. They are new 
every morning lamentations. A new command I give you, love one another. John, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. God is into new. Forget the old, guys. It's out the door. You know what I love about the message tonight? This is for everybody. Okay? It's going to be for everybody. It's going to be for those of us who have been around longer and those who are more fresh. Okay? But listen, it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your experience. And when I say your experience, I'm talking about people who have too much experience. Some of you immediately think I'm talking to young people. It doesn't actually matter what you've experienced so far. God is into the new. And so tonight's message is for all. Say, it's for me. That's right. You see, God is so into new that even creation reflects a certain pattern that um, we see. God likes to create new things because he made a pattern that we have figured out that marks out a year. Within the year, there's four new seasons. And within each season, we experience a new month, a new week, a new day, a new hour, and you're about to experience a new minute that's about to take over. And in that minute, from right now till the end of the sermon, there is a possibility for you to take hold of new. I'm excited. And that's not hype. That's, I'm genuinely excited. Because if God is into the new, and we're just on the brink of a new year, I'm excited. I am. A ch- I. I want to have all the hope for the best to come because I believe that God has asked of me as His child to believe afresh for something new. And as we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate the fact that God made a new covenant. He made a new agreement with the earth that He was going to shake things up. Which brings me to the title of this message, which is called Shaken, Troubled, and Terrified. Maybe for some of you, in hearing about new, you might feel shaken, troubled, or terrified. And I've taken these three words straight out of the Bible. All three of these words rock up in the Christmas story, and they all have to do with something new coming to the planet. First people, I'm going to tell you three stories tonight. Three stories meshed into one. And um, we're going to start with the oldies. Right? Everybody say oldies. Um, There's like in our culture, there's such like a negativeness attached to old. But when I say old, like it's like a crown you can wear. You're like, yes, I'm old, which means I'm wiser. Actually, let's jump into it. Zechariah and Elizabeth. So Zechariah and Elizabeth were a... We weren't jumping to that just yet. Um, they were a old couple, okay? And he was from a priestly family. He would serve um, and he was very well respected in his part of town. And um, one day he got chosen to go into the Holy of Holies, into the temple. And God did something very cool in that place. So let's read. This is Luke 1, verse 11 in the NLT. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. 
standing to the right of the incense altar, Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son. You have to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. Here's the crazy thing. Zechariah and Elizabeth were completely barren. They had been trying to have children, but they were now in their older years. In fact, they were so old that when Zechariah heard that, he argued with an angel. Like, who argues with an angel? Look, I know that I'm just seeing a supernatural being standing before me, but I think you're wrong because have you seen my wife? She can't have children. And the angel says, you don't believe, so I'm going to shut your mouth so that you stop prophesying rubbish because I have something new I want to do. And listen, if you will allow me to respectfully speak to some of the older people in this house, um, I would like to challenge you that your best days, that your best fruit, that your time of, of seeing God move, it's like some of you have had this exact conversation with God. Well, based off my experience, this is impossible. But God is like, shut your mouth, old person. I want to do something wonderful in your life. Okay, so I want to encourage you in this house that God is not finished. In fact, when he does something new, it might not look like anything you've ever experienced before and that might make even me looking a little bit silly for God but if you want to see something new happen on the planet it's going to take some yes Lord but how gracious is God that even when Zechariah argued it wasn't like okay change my mind the grace of God was like I'm not going to let you speak anymore but I'll still let you have a son (laughs) um And so I think it's so important. Even, you know, even I've heard myself say this. Like, that's not how God does that. Or God can't move like that. Or based off my experience, that's not not how he does things. And I can imagine that if I've seen a pattern or God's done something in my life in a certain way, that I could have a mindset that God doesn't do things like that. Like, why would he pick a barren couple to bring John to the planet. Only God knows, and he wants to use all. Everybody say all. All. Very cool. So that's shaken, and if you picked up on the word, when the angel rocked up, it said, Zechariah was shaken, gripped with fear. The next word I want to give you is troubled. We're going to talk about Mary and Joseph. Um, Let's pick it up from Luke 1, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled. Everybody say, greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son 
and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he'll be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. In fact, it's still going in this room tonight. What God said to Mary that night or that day in that moment is still happening in this room, that his kingdom will never, ever, ever end. So this couple was a younger couple. So David was from, sorry, Joseph was from the royal bloodline from King David. He's like, yo, I'm from King David's uh, bloodline. So um, I don't know, I would definitely be like letting people know that I was related to King David. Um, and they were both young and at the very beginning of their life and journey together. You see the contrast of Zechariah and Elizabeth. They've done years and years of life and journey and disappointment together. And God was bringing something new to the planet through them. And then you have the contrast of Mary and Joseph who were just at the very beginning of their journey. And God was ushering in the new through them. And I want to encourage us you see the contrast is that when Mary heard the angel say, this is what I'm gonna do, as she was troubled by this because why would God pick an already engaged couple when the danger for Mary was massive? She was um, like for an engaged woman to suddenly be pregnant, like they weren't married yet, which was like, <laughs> don't do the deed before you marry. And as, as like the angel was speaking to her, you can imagine the internal monologue. Um, Nazareth's going to see me pregnant, and we're not hitched yet, and this is really, really bad. And here God chooses a barren couple, an engaged couple, to usher in wow. the new. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's for all. We're all we're all very likely, we're all able to usher in the new, no matter our circumstances, whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're barren, whether you've already got your plans, God wants to come and he wants to mess them up so that he can usher in something new. And not just something new, but something that will literally change the planet. You see, John, he was just a force to be reckoned with. Jesus, we're still talking about him 2,000 years ago. He's the very, very reason I get up in the morning. He holds all things together. And I'm not going to go down that track because he's just everything. And the last people group I want to talk about is those, the terrified. So we've got shaken, we've got troubled, and we've got terrified. Just in case you did miss it, though, Mary was troubled by these words. Anybody had God speak to them? And it was like, oh, that troubles me. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, so terrified. We're going to move to the shepherds. And we're going to pick it up in Luke 2, verse 6. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the 
angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Not some people, but the new is for all people. And um, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, people to them. I don't have my glasses on. Um, to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph, and the baby was lying in a manger. So quick story, another story is that I thought it would be a great idea to, I thought it was a great idea multiple times, then every time I do it, I'm like, why did I do this? So now I have a safeguard system in place where I tell my family, if I want to do this, I'm not allowed to do it, okay? (laughs) Even if I think it's a really good idea. I always think it would be so cool if we had real lambs for the nativity. I'm like, it's going to be so cute. Then when they go, mom! And everyone's like, oh, the lambs, they're real. But I've learned that those lambs are not worth it, okay? Um, I think I've purchased like two sets of lambs and then they disappear. Um, But what I've learned is I actually got a super appreciation for shepherds. I can really identify. So when I'm directing a musical, I'm like, let me tell you something about lambs. Let me tell you about something about shepherds. They are the heroes of that generation. Because lambs are the, are the most stupid animals you will ever know. They are stupid and they are so stinky. They have zero bladder control. They literally pee and poop everywhere. You think, oh, I'm going to hold a baby lamb. And no, don't hold a baby lamb. It's very bad news. And once Kieran and I, I'm like, Baby, we have to get two lambs, it's going to be awesome, and all that jazz. And then they, we get the two lambs. I was exhausted by the end of the day, and I, they were very, very stressful, okay? And so what I realized is that shepherding was actually a full-time job, which is why they lived in the fields watching. They literally had to stand there and watch. Do you know one of my lambs got stuck? It's little hoof got stuck in a fence, and all it had to do was, meh, it just had to pull it out. Like, it wasn't like, but it's like, oh, I'm stuck. And it was there for like three hours in the hot sun, nearly died because its little hoof was like right there. Now I understand why a shepherd has to like, watch. <laughs> oh, Barry's got his leg stuck again. It's, they are so, so dumb. But as they were watching their, their, their sheep, The sky fills with heavenly hopes. And what I love about the Christmas story is it's pretty much the same reaction every single time. Shaken, troubled, and terrified. Which tells me when us human beings encounter heaven at its fullest, 
when we encounter the voice and the call of God, it's got to have a shaking in our boots. If we think, yeah, I got this, yeah, I'm so good for this, I want you to get into a place with God where you're shaken, troubled, and terrified because that was what caused movement from these people. They began to, to take a step, and it says as soon as the angels left, it said the um, shepherds hurried. They hurried to go and see. And I love this because as soon as they left, the shepherds straight away said to one another, let us go see this thing, these things. And they hurried off. Here's the thing. When God calls us, when we have an encounter with heaven, and we begin... We, we begin to catch a revelation of the new that God wants to do in our lives. I think it's really, really important that we act and obey on that in a hurry. Not because God's like tick, 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 tick. But the whole idea of following Jesus is this idea that Jesus is moving. Because you don't follow someone who's standing still. Um, if I could get... Our keys, Grace, that would be great. Kieran spoke a word last week about moving. And I have not been able to stop thinking about this idea of moving. And I actually believe that this word is for some of us sitting in this room. I believe it's for all of us. But... When I say that it's for some of us, because I, I know that some of us aren't moving. Like, I don't want, I, I want to affirm that some of you, in watching your life, watching your decisions, in watching how you follow Jesus, you're moving. And we are championing you. But some of you are not moving. And some of you, I want you to hear that this is the Spirit of God. This is the voice of God for this church. And the reason I want to attest to the fact that it's the word of God, it's the word of the Lord for some of you here, is that Kieran and I together, separately, and then together, have affirmed that there's got to be movement for some of you. This week I was praying for all of you, and sometimes very little very occasionally, I'll be praying and it's like something comes over me and I don't pray like Bethany anymore. <laughs> and I began to say some of your names and it was like I wasn't thinking about your individual lives or, or any of that. It's like name after name after name popped into my head and I began to shout at the top of my lungs, Move! I don't know why. It probably sounds very strange. But it was like the Spirit of God saying, I want to do something new, but I need you to move. And that's not an anger, that's a passion. That's not a frustration. That's a, I can see the new, I can see what I want to do, but I need my people to move. I need them to make that phone call. I need 
from last week's message to this message. I want you to ask, have I activated movement in those seven days? If you have not, this word is for you. And you know what's so cool? Is I've been talking to some people from Good News Company on that exact day. I was talking to Houston. And she said, coolest story happened, Benny. She's like, on Tuesday, I just got this boldness. And I asked five of my friends to come to the Christmas experience. She's like, I don't know why something changed, but I just suddenly felt this courage to do that. And I know that I said, Houston, wash up, move. That's how I prayed. That's what I mean, like it's not me. And so when she, I said, what time is that on Tuesday? She said, it was Tuesday night and I prayed Tuesday morning. And I said a lot of names that are in this room. So if you had a thought this week or you had, or if you have a testimony of God's nudging you along, I want to encourage you that God wants you to move. Elizabeth, it was, would have been very abnormal for a woman of her age to be pregnant. And she went into hiding for five months, five or six months, I don't remember. That was still a move. That was a life change to move for what God was doing. Mary and Joseph, they moved to another town so that God could do something. I believe that God in this church is moving people. He's realigning people. And I believe wholeheartedly that I'm not afraid. Because you know what my fears are? My fears speak loud and clear to me. But do you know what God says? Three times. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Highly favoured woman, do not be afraid. I've heard your prayers, sir. Do not be afraid. Shepherds, do not be afraid. Because this is good news. This new covenant is good news for all. And some of us, some of us want to hide from the new. And some of us thrive on the new. And I want to encourage whichever person you are that God wants to say, do not be afraid. Because that is the only reason that we would not move for Jesus. Am I right? It's not like I I just want to move because I like it here. I think we all want to do something amazing and be obedient. But I have to tell you that the consistent story of Christmas, when you think of baby Jesus and oh, it's so nice and the new covenant, but it took brave people who were shaken, troubled and terrified. And yet they moved. And I believe that God wants to highlight this. Move, move, move.